I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. Thrifting. In person. Or online. You versus, actually... Oh. Uh, just cracking it to versus online. Cool. You actually conceived of this episode a while ago. Did I? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I didn't feel like I had enough online thrifting experiences to really um, juxtapose them effectively. Mm-hmm. But now I do. Huh. So I was able to kind of flesh it out, and I think I am ready to say what I need to say. But she like better right now. Get reaction. Online. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. That's only because that's been my most recent success, I think. Um, and I've had a good number of successes online recently, which we'll talk about. But also there are cons to it. Um, so we'll talk about those as well. But I think we should start in person because that's kind of like my first experiences thrifting were in person. And the reason I like thrifting is because I like thrifting in person and like... I like when we go out and have a day of it, like where we hit a bunch of (laughs) housing works or something, you know, or like where we go to the elephant's trunk or when we go out to Brooklyn to go to the Brooklyn Flea, you know, it's like an event. Mm -hmm. No, I don't know if going to Connecticut was an event, but going to elephant's trunk is definitely an event. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that that was an event, but the thrifting itself is an event and to do it in person and to like see all the stuff and dig through everything is an activity mm-hmm. that you can do like sometimes if you don't want to go to just a bar with your friends and eat mindlessly it's, mm. you know like it's nice to go to the brooklyn flea and walk around and eat mindlessly there yeah <laughs> um, some delicious things to eat mindlessly at all the things that we've named yeah <laughs> but you know it's like a a nice thing to invite people to it's kind of like a fun outing on a nice day so that's one of my favorite parts about it's fun that. outing on that nice days, like that time we went with my brother. <laughs> oh my god, when we went to Grand Bazaar and it was like pouring rain. We're yeah, that so was determined. a bummer. Yeah, it's um, supposed to be the furniture day, right? That's why we were so determined. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> that was not our best thrifting adventure. No. But it was an adventure and it was memorable and it was like a fun thing to do in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I would say that thrifting in person is not always about buying something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about the chase. Wow. <laughs> and then sometimes you do find something, and that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Like you walk into a housing works, and you're like, "Oh, I like that dresser," and then it turns out that dresser is forty dollars, and so you can have it. Um, but then some days you walk into 12 housing works and none of the things are for you. Yeah, well, the worst thing is you walk into a housing works or 12 housing works and it's full of people who just keep bumping into you to look at shit. <laughs> um, that's the worst feeling. It depends on where you are in the city and also like what kind of store you're in. That's my one big thing about <clears throat> thrifting in person. I like thrifting in person. Probably better than online. I don't think I've thrifted online ever, actually. I'm trying to think. Except for that time I sent you an app deco link and then you didn't buy the thing and then it was sold. Uh, so I've never thrifted <laughs> online, <laughs> as I said. Um, that might not be entirely true. 
Have you ever purchased something off Craigslist? No. I'm trying to think if I've ever bought anything like secondhand online. But no, I don't think I don't think even that I've done. I like the idea of thrifting online, if that counts. And we've had successes <laughs> that affect my life given that they're in shared spaces. Um but thrifting in person and in particular in New York where like thrifting like Macklemore's song is pretty old now, but thrifting is still like a fairly <laughs> hip thing to do. It can sometimes be uh, tedious, for lack of a better word. And I'm someone who likes, I like to thrift to actually shop. Um, like we mentioned way back in January, one of my goals is still to try to buy only thrifted clothing, uh, which I realized I've actually done so far, which is cool, with the exception of outdoor gear and outdoor clothing uh, that I needed to get firsthand just because you can't, like, roll into the wilderness with your shit being fucked up. Um, It's weird to think of that as firsthand. Yeah. Though, like, it's not secondhand, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it is kind of weird, huh? But as someone who is thrifting, and I'm also, in saying this, I'm not trying... To create tiers of thrifters, I understand <laughs> that that is like where this discussion feels like it's going, uh, and it's not. I don't care if you're thrifting for kicks, for fun, just to do it. What I care about is if you like push someone over to go look at like a vintage Ralph Lauren shirt because you want to push someone. Um, and I feel like there's it's a not lot okay of that. to push. Oh, yeah, it's not okay to push. It's okay to push, like, on the subway or sometimes on the street. <laughs> you got to push someone if they're going to slow on the sidewalk. Um, but in the context of thrifting, like, this isn't a sample sale. Like, there's no reason to push someone, you know? Like, the shit's going to be there. Like, no one, no one is coming for that shirt. Except uh, that time that we were in line at the Goodwill. We, that was a whole, that was basically a sample sale. That auction, <laughs> that was cutthroat. That you could have pushed someone. Um, <laughs> My rule in all of life slash New York City is it's okay unless you put your hands up. Like yeah. if your hands are up and make contact with someone, then you have shoved them and that's not okay. And everything <laughs> else is fair game. Yeah, shoving is very different from pushing. Very similar. Uh, very different. So yeah, sometimes, uh, especially... When we go on, like, Saturdays, if it's a nice Saturday, sometimes the, the stores are just, like, nuts. It's like, I mean, it's like shopping at a sample sale or at a designer store, and it feels like that. People are bumping you, and people are, you know, well-dressed and hyped to get their vintage stuff. And it can be not as fun. I like to take my time. You do like that a lot. Oh, yeah. It really bothers Jordan sometimes. <laughs> but that's how I find the best stuff. And I find some pretty good stuff, I do say so myself. In fact, uh, rent.com called us thrifting wizards. <laughs> and, and, that is true. You, you are particularly good at clothing thrift, thrifting in a way that I am not. Because um, I take time. That's probably it. You look at every single thing in there, and I don't have that skill for clothing so much. I do agree with you, though, that one of my big beefs with thrifting, especially in New York City, is how picked over things are. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I watch people on the internet thrifting in non-New York City markets, and there's just, like, gold everywhere, Yeah, they're, you know? like, walking into Picasso's and, like, the house painting section. For real! Like, that is like, an actual example oh, yeah. of something we've read. Or, like, they walk into a store and there's, like, all this great art, you know? And I was looking for vintage art forever, and, like, every single place we walked into, all of the art was crap. Mm-hmm. And it's because, like, people go take it <laughs> there's so many people thrifting here um that if it hasn't been purchased it's probably like hella expensive and that kind of negates the thrill of thrifting for me if i have to pay like new price for a thrifted thing yeah agreed that can feel pretty silly the clothing is the same that gets pretty picked over too and then some of the stores started like curating clothing specifically that they're selling at basically just new prices which you know not really down with that that's honestly why i shifted to online for some of the things that i did because we've been looking for them for so long in person and we hadn't found anything that we liked mm-hmm. uh, specifically the vintage art was one of the first things i went looking for on etsy it just like dawned on me one day that probably i could go on etsy and find what i was looking for and <laughs> there was so many options and they were all so cheap yeah and that just kind of like got me in a way it was like very clear to me like oh if i'm looking for something specific maybe this is the way i need to go versus you know when we're just like having an adventure having a day we don't really need anything etc because suddenly i was given all of the options i had been missing in person because i had widened (laughs) that was a nice one yeah i might have been too far away though yeah so all the things popping up um because i've widened my geographical scope mm. you know that makes a lot of sense i like thinking of it in that way i mean it's just like true widening the geographic scope but when you think about it in relation to what you're saying about thrifting outside of the city it makes like a lot more sense like it's not just online shopping for secondhand right. shit yeah. it's like thrifting but thrifting outside of your area so you can get the deals that you might miss yeah but the con of that kind of which relates to that is that sometimes it feels like an epic scroll Mm. like that you just keep scrolling whereas when you're in person at a thrift shop there can be a ton of stuff in there and it can be really crowded but you feel because you're in physical space that you can kind of like (laughs) manage that there's an end (laughs) yeah there's an end to it and like sometimes i'm thrifting online and i'm like oh i've gone 20 pages but like what if the thing i want is on the 30th page or the 50th page or the like 1200th page and then you're like holy shit i've gone 20 pages (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you're like wow i've looked at like 300 (laughs) vintage paintings um so that can be overwhelming Ed has a theory that anything you ever want to see on the internet is going to be in the first 20 pages and everything else is garbage. But I kind of have that FOMO of like what's on page 21, you know, Mm. especially in a thrifting situation where everything is so different. Like what if the steal is just after you stopped? (laughs) Just one page away. Yeah. When I was looking for bookends, I, there was like kind of a finality to it like i looked at 1500 bookends but i looked at all the bookends oh man the bookends what a quest yeah the bookends were a quest too and it was so hard because we looked for so many of them and so many of them were racist 
Yeah, so weird. Or just, like, weird. So many were racist. That's correct. But, like, barring those, (laughs) it was just all really weird. Yeah. I actually found the bookend that I ended up buying on Cherish. Um, And we'll link to a lot of the sources that we like in the show notes. That's the first time I heard of Cherish, was you using it for the bookend. I'd heard of them on and off in terms of buying bigger pieces like you can buy full ass furniture on cherish full ass yeah furniture. <laughs> like you can buy a sofa on cherish don't get it twisted <laughs> like i've looked for the floor mirror that we're looking for on cherish because one of their things is that they provide shipping for you you have to pay for it like mm-hmm. app deco mm-hmm. but the shipping is built in and shipping furniture is just like logistically difficult so the it's probably on a track <laughs> Um, it's so logistically difficult that part of their service is that they handle the logistics for you. Mm. So that's nice. But they also have small decor pieces. Kind of like I looked on App Deco too. Um, I just scrolled through Etsy. And actually what was happening was that I was liking all of the stuff on Etsy. And it was all by the same designer. Yeah. And everything was $500. Yeah. And I had... The sense in my brain that we weren't going to have $500 book. The most valuable thing in our apartment cannot be our bookends. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. So I was looking on Cherish and I was trying to find some other options. And what ended up happening was that I found... I just completely lost my train of thought because I was thinking ahead. I found one bookend that didn't have a mate from this designer didn't have a mate and because it didn't have a mate it wasn't like half the price it was less than half the price because it's less valuable to only have one bookend and it turns out we already have one bookend so i was only looking for one hooray so that ended up working out yeah Yeah. pretty cool like it's cool that you could have that experience online right like there's something very specific about that like we really only needed one bookend and we were willing to buy two because it seemed so much that's what you do yeah that's what you do (laughs) but in like a thrifting situation if we were just walking around somewhere it'd probably be pretty possible to just find one bookend or one like loose statue thing that could be a bookend then the fact that you're able to have that same experience online is like a funny kind of cool thing you know i think yeah, it was a guy who owned a vintage store upstate who also just listed his product on Cherish. And so that worked out because we didn't have to go upstate to get it. But the other nice thing was that I had kind of identified that I liked this guy's stuff. And so I was able to search by that online and see what else was available rather than like going to every vintage store upstate asking if they had this guy's stuff, you know? Uh, excuse me. Um, however, also... Um, shopping online requires shipping because Mm. you're literally not there, which can get expensive, especially for bigger stuff. Though, on the other hand, if you're buying something big, especially in the city, you have a transportation problem anyway. (laughs) So like when I bought the headboard in Brooklyn, even though it was like secondhand and thrifted and we got a good deal on it, I then had to figure out how I was going to get it uptown. And because I'm nuts, I took it on the train, but... (laughs) If I had taken, like, an Uber with it, that would have been an added expense as well. Yeah, probably just as expensive as shipping. 
Yeah, and that's kind of the problem we're having with thrifting the mirror as mm. well, is that always in the back of my mind is like, how are we going to get it here? Which is why we have been looking on App Deco mostly, because we know that the shipping is like built into their service, though it does cost money. Yeah. And we used them before, like on the other end. Yeah, and nice. we've we've liked their service, so there's no reason not to use them. We just haven't settled on the right thing. Yeah. But like... Which I would say, not to... It's kind of one of the interesting cons to me about thrifting online. Like one of the reasons I spend so much time <clears throat> with clothing, spe- sorry, especially in, I just bumped the computer. Got Danny excited. is breaking the whole podcast setup. <laughs> this is our last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the reasons I like thrifting in person is to be able to actually check everything. So my process, mm. usually, in a nutshell, is to find all the stuff I like that like catches my eye, clothing-wise. And like really, pretty much anything. Anything kind of goofy, anything that can be professional. I'll end up with just a big pile of clothes. Um, by big, I mean like 10 or 12 different objects. And then I'll check the actual quality of them. I'll check, like, a lot of times... I mean, the neck is an obvious one, but even on, like button down shirts around the cuffs they can get worn so i check that and i'll like really investigate and see what's up um and then i'll narrow it down from there to the stuff i actually want to try on um with the mirror in particular online besides the one that i slept on that jordan will never forgive me for there was one probably not no there was one this week that we were looking at it was like pretty nice but not that nice and it was pretty cheap but like, were we just buying it because it was cheap and wanted a mirror, maybe? And you have that kind of uncertainty as to quality, potentially. Uh, I guess this is true of like all online things. And this is like uh, something that people who are against online shopping in general say. But something about the like thrifting online, I guess drives it home for me as opposed to other online shopping. I don't really care. If I need something, chances are I'll do a little research and get it. Um, but with this, like, we can't see the mirror. We can see pictures, but, like, how, like, envisioning it in our room is hard from pictures, whereas when you're in a store and you can look at it and kind of, like, think a little, for at least me anyway, as kind of a person who likes to think visually and spatially, you know, I can kind of envision it and see where it would go, what it would look like. Is this too thick? Is it going to look cheap? Do we need a skinnier mirror? Those kind of questions are harder to answer just like looking at pictures someone took on their phone. I think the ease I feel with general online shopping is that literally everything is returnable now. You know, you very infrequently make an online purchase that you can't just easily return for a full refund. Whereas when you're thrifting online, that process becomes a little more difficult. So like services like App Deco and Cherish kind of part of their service is also confirming the quality of things. So like when we sell something on App Deco and they come to pick it up, they look at it and make sure it is the quality that we said it was. Um, and in that case, we could return something if we weren't happy with the quality of it. But in the case of, say, the mirror, if it is exactly what we purchased and we just don't like it, Too there's bad. nothing we can do about that, so you know? Um, and so that makes it a little bit harder to think about buying something online or thrifting something online. Like, you have to be pretty sure about it. Yeah. Tricky. Yeah. Difficult. So, yeah, like we've said, we've been looking at App Deco a lot, been looking at Cherish a lot. 
I love Etsy. I've recently fallen into an Etsy hole, kind of. <laughs> like, every time I need something, I'm like, oh, I want to get it from Etsy. That's true. We've been there a lot. But kind of with my, like, sustainable <clears throat> thing now, like, buying secondhand and buying directly from makers is really interesting to me, and that's literally what Etsy does. So I think I've just kind of become their target user. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like, here we love to go to Goodwill, which everyone can do. Um, and the Salvation Army. I've actually never been to a Salvation Army here. I'm missing out. <laughs> Maybe I'll go. Um, Housing Works, we've talked about a bunch. Mm-hmm. Are they? Where are they? They're... Housing Works is just here. I think they're a charity in New York City. No, I thought they are in LA as well, but perhaps not. Yeah. I can check that and link it in the show notes if that's true. Yeah. We'll do some research, but you should also do your own research. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there's stuff all around you. And I mean, like, yeah. flea markets and stuff Crossroads. are getting so hit. That's some good luck there. <laughs> You've had some good luck there. <laughs> a couple times. I bought the one here. It's where I got some jeans. Yeah. Um, Outside of New York City, they're called Buffalo Exchange. Oh, is that No, I, in LA, I got that sweater there, too. Oh, really? Are they separate? They're separate. Mm. I think Buffalo Exchange is their own monster, which I don't really like Buffalo Exchange. Fun fact. <laughs> not endorsing it here. Yeah. I can never find anything at those places, so I'm not endorsing anyone. Oh, yeah, I feel a little bit like Buffalo Exchange, just where everyone who got tired of their Urban Outfitters clothes dropped them <laughs> off. So it's really just like shopping <laughs> Urban Outfitters really secondhand. Um, so I've never <laughs> had good luck or have liked stuff at Buffalo Exchange. But, you know, do your own thing. Do you like it? It's cool. The Crossroads I like. Uh, Goodwill. Classic. Salvation Army is pretty great. Uh, you gotta be kind of patient and look through stuff. But they're really... I mean, you can get a really good professional clothing there for very cheap, which is nice. Um, that's probably all the in-person stuff. I mean, housing works if you're in New York. Maybe LA. We'll check. <laughs> I'm probably wrong. <laughs> no, that makes sense to me that they would be. I... Don't spend a lot of time in LA, so I've never seen one. But, yeah, I thought um, they're in more urban areas, like more cities. Uh, what else? Do I like yeah. that's like national. I don't know. There's tons of like little local stuff. Yeah, when I lived in Arizona, um, there were all of these like consignment stores, mm-hmm. and I got a ton of stuff there. Yeah, there were a bunch in JP in Boston. I used to go yeah. to consignment stores are great. They're usually a little pricier. Than like your goodwill and stuff. That's true. Um, I found that they had like more quality pieces, especially furniture. Yeah. People definitely. find it difficult to donate furniture to goodwill, and I think are like because they have to get it there, um, and I think are more willing to consign it like if they feel like they're gonna make money off it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. I don't know. That have I have we bought furniture at goodwill ever no just the picture frames huh mm-hmm. yeah never bought furniture at goodwill but see our I... goodwill is always so picked over in the furniture department that's the mm. thing it's true our goodwill is also now closed which is sad that is sad r.i.p 181 goodwill <laughs> <laughs> rest yeah. in power um general thrifting tip though a place that i've been getting myself in trouble thrifting <laughs> recently um don't look if you're not ready to buy, because as Donnie recently found out, if you're not ready to buy it right now, it'll probably be gone when you get back. Um, <laughs> For the record, that is a, not recent. <laughs> <laughs> it's recent in my heart. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, but I mean, I find this way easier to manage in in-person thrifting because we can be like, oh, we're going out this weekend to go thrifting. I should save some budget for it just in case I find something. Or we're literally going to Connecticut to go thrifting. <laughs> you know, like we got to be ready um, emotionally and financially. <laughs> Whereas like if I'm thrifting online, I'm scrolling through 1500 bookends just because like I don't have anything to do at that moment and that's something to keep my eyes interested if I suddenly find a hundred dollar bookend so your credit card is already preloaded into google or, PayPal right, or fucking like, whatever. it becomes like I get stressed out I personally like get stressed out I don't know if everyone has this situation but like you know, like, I know I have to buy it right now, and I also know that I didn't plan to have that $100 expense this week. So I personally like to take the tact of don't look if you're not going to buy stuff because it only makes me sad, and I want to pass that on to people as a tip if you also have stress around, like, impulse purchases. Hmm. Oh, that's a good tip. I feel like I like thrifting because I don't think shopping should be like a stressful thing and for me thrifting isn't really stressful even when i'm looking for stuff that i need for like professional wear it's always just kind of like fun little but if you found like the perfect thing like the thing you'd been looking for forever and it was more expensive than you thought it was going to be would you walk away from it like how much more expensive like a hundred dollars like a hundred dollars i mean probably maybe be hard if I found it just out of the blue. Yeah. And it was like... It was everything you wanted it to be. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what that even would be in my life right now. Yeah, I feel like you don't really have this problem. You don't like have this personality <laughs> in the way that I do. Um, uh, there's nothing I really particularly need in this moment or want. I can't even... I can't think of something you want that badly, <laughs> so I can't like use the example. But like... From my perspective, this bookend had been on our list for like six months to a year. Yeah, I've been there for a while. You know, and we had looked at so many and they all sucked so hard. <laughs> and for this one to be like what I wanted just within my price range to like be a deal mm. that I didn't think I would ever see again, that's what stressed me out. I see. Because when it, am I going to find that guy's work unpaired? In my so it's in my price range. Hmm. Let's see. And that's I think the situation that thrifting often puts you in is like this is a one of a kind thing. I don't know where this like is gonna pop up again. Whereas as I've talked about on like the minimalist episode and stuff, it's really easy for me to find something online and then just save the link for six months. Right. You know. Um, but I can't practice that in online thrifting. Hmm. No, that makes sense. I understand better now Yeah, what you're saying. Speaking of one-of-a-kind things, someone should get their ass on App Deco and buy that coyote mirror. Oh, my God. I'll link it in the show notes. Since we started looking for a mirror, how long ago? Probably about a year, give or take, because it was... Oh, my God. It was April, wasn't it? Because you were in Miami. Well, that's when we found the one. Uh, I don't know. We might have been thinking about it. That's probably prior true. Prior to that. But at least since April, in this instance, this mirror has been on App Deco, and it's like a fantastic, it's layers of mirror. It's like different color mm. mirror. And it's then, also layers of awesome. Yeah. And like the, it's like a, a mural in mirror of a coyote howling at the moon. Yeah. Um, Which doesn't fit our aesthetic. 
currently. Honestly, if we ever found ourselves in a situation where we accidentally lived in Arizona, I feel like we would really have to lean into like the desert vibe and then we could own that mirror. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but barring that, it is not for us, but it should be for someone because it's really, it's a one of a kind piece. Someone should buy it and love it. <laughs> Like those palm mirrors, those are also good. Yeah, they're yeah. off. Those I feel like we see pretty often. That's just etched glass. Ah, um, yeah, and those different. are a Dobbin Street co-op, and it's like it's like a skyline etched into the mirror, or it's like palm trees etched into the mirror. Yeah. I feel like that was like a new technology in the '80s, and someone really leaned into it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this coyote mirror. Someone please buy it. And when you buy it, send us a pic. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. Like, what if you'd been looking for, for a coyote mirror for your whole life, and then you found this <laughs> one? It, it is sincerely $900 on yeah. App Deco. Like, would you be able to walk away? I can't even like, <laughs> put yourself in that, that emotional space. <laughs> never in my life if I, like, woke it up and been like, you know what I need today? I need a fucking coyote mirror. <laughs> But it wouldn't be a thing where you woke up that day. It would be, like, in your soul. It's eating away at me. Yeah. Every time you looked in a mirror and it wasn't a coyote mirror, you'd be reminded of what you were missing. <laughs> like, man, my outfit looks pretty good today, but you know what make it look better? <laughs> There's a coyote howling at the moon. <laughs> Reflecting my face. Um, all right. I, I will, like... <laughs> play this hypothetical say for nine hundred dollars in my current financial situation no i would not purchase the coyote mare if it was everything i wanted and you feel no stress about it whatsoever no i would feel a little bit of sadness to be like it'd be a bummer to find that be like oh man well i can't afford that but like i'd also like to buy a helicopter but i can't afford that you know? <laughs> <laughs> like well, what we've ascertained here today is that Donnie is more reasonable than <laughs> I am. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time. <laughs>